listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode number 12, mm-hmm. moving on up of CWE Crossum Wrestling Entertainment, your podcast for all things all elite in the likes of AEW. I'm Noah Cross, joined by my best friend and co-host Tyler Bard, and it is great to have you all here. Tyler, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right, especially after this episode, 30 Years of Jericho, baby! You can't beat it. Jericho is one heck of a professional entertainer when it comes to the ring or singing on a stage. You love to see Y2J. And let's kick it off as this night of AEW Wrestling on Wednesday kicked off with the celebration of 30 years of Jericho as we uh, dove into Jericho's impressive career. A rock and roll icon slash another guest sent in video messages to Dynamite. Uh, Here are just a few names of people who wanted to wish Jericho a congratulations on an impressive career. We had comedian Dennis Miller, Bully Ray, New Japan's Hiroshi Tanahashi, Shaq himself, Jaquille O'Neal, Gene Simmons, Don Callis, Diamond Dallas Page, Lance Storm, Kevin Smith, Eli Roth, Gabriel Iglesias, Chavo Guerrero, Steel Panther, Ultimo Dragon, and Paul Stanley, to name a few. When PS rounded it out at the bottom, (laughs) I was like, excuse me? We got Paul freaking Stanley to send in a message for him? And then Steel Panther, like all these incredible rock stars Mm. coming on to all elite wrestling. Oh, what a absolute trip. Every time I saw one of these guys come up and then the fluffy one himself, Gabriel Iglesias with an iPad. He had a little (laughs) iPad that had Chavo Guerrero on it. I'm like, this is a weird mix up, but okay, I'm here for it. Um, and I'm I'm disappointed you didn't go ooh Chavo when you introduced Chavo, but I I apologize for disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want from me, but yeah, oh man, that was awesome. No, absolutely. And hey, while we're on the topic of Jericho, as you, everyone knows here, you and I are longtime wrestling fans. What is your one of your favorite Jericho moments? Do you have one off the top of your head? Oh, I do. I oh, I wish I had a picture ready for it. Let me just talk about it while I uh uh try and get a picture up uh it was one of my all-time favorite not just jericho moments but wrestling moments of all time mr cross it was when a certain someone uh made his debut in the wwf wwe era with this entrance Mm. because that y2j stuck with this man his entire career His debut coming over from WCW to Raw was a massive move. This is one of, if not the biggest pop in WWE history when Chris Jericho made his debut. Um, Nothing, nothing can take away the magic of that moment. And it's that moment has transcended. The so he was probably in wrestling for what six years at that point of mm-hmm. major major wrestling I should say, um, and that has lasted twenty plus years as one of my favorite moments of all wrestling. Absolutely, I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, Jericho's obviously such an impressive figure in in wrestling. It's unbelievable what he's been able to do with his life and his career. Yeah, um, for sure. Damn good moment. Damn good moment. I'd have to say one moment for me is a personal one. Uh, I went to, I was actually at a Monday Night Raw with Uncle Anthony, who I've mentioned before, and a couple others. This was years ago. I was maybe six years ago, seven years ago. Oh, gosh. I mean, it was crazy a long time ago. Anyway, uh, let's put it this way. That was the night that Paige came back. 
I'm sorry, that AJ Lee came back and immediately beat Oh, Paige. yes. Yes, that was that Monday Night Raw. I was there. It was in Hartford at the XL Center. And I remember we saw a limo come up on the Jumbotron. And obviously, mm-hmm. as a wrestling fan, you know, if there's a limo, someone important. Vince McMahon. Or something. Yeah, we thought Vince. We thought so many other people. We were all wrong because the lights went out. And all of a sudden, we're like, what's going on? And then Jericho's music hit. Dude. And I marked out like you would not believe. I mean, you would believe because you see me mark out. But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I marked out so hard. Uh, and Uncle Anthony can attest to this. I literally was, I had my phone recording when the lights went out. I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be great. And then all of a sudden I heard Jericho's music and I said, please be him. This can't be real. Like, what and then is suddenly- this real life? And yes. And then suddenly that. <laughs> And the whole place went absolutely bonkers, including myself. Uh, that has to be one of my favorite Jericho moments just because I was able to be there in the flesh and live it. Uh, you know, and, and people obviously felt that excitement on the television screens. I got to feel it in real life. So that was definitely one of my uh, more memorable, memorable Jericho moments. Oh, yeah. It, it, absolutely incredible. This man transcends wrestling. He is known in rock and roll. He is known all across the music industry. The man hosted the heavy metal Hall of Fame induction ceremony a few years back. Mm. He is loved. And Chris Jericho, we would love to have you on our podcast. So, you know, I know you're a busy man, yeah, but if absolutely. you can pencil us in, just stop on by. Yeah, I, it's totally plausible. You're the busiest yeah. man in wrestling, but just literally let us know. <laughs> he, he literally never stops. Like if he's not I'm wrestling, sorry, it's, he's a, it's a long stretch, but no, uh, no, you got to shoot a shot. Exactly. You missed hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Mr. Chris Jericho. If you would like to join us on the cross from wrestling entertainment podcast, where we talk all things, AEW, we'd love to have you uh, and be cool. Really cool to have a special guest like you. Chris Jericho, you know what happens when you don't come on the <laughs> Wrestling Entertainment podcast? We, we're asking him to come here. Don't do not do that. You. Oh, my gosh. Are an exception. You will not be put on the list. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> I appreciate it. Although, if you did put him on the list, he probably would. Maybe he would send back a promo. And you just not. made the list. All right. All right. There it is. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, jumping into why we watch wrestling, obviously, for the emotion and the storyline. Sure. And the- polarizing figures like chris jericho let's dive into the action where we have our opening match for the ftw championship where we saw two mountain of a men will hobbs take on brian cage for his prize the renegade ftw championship was up for grabs in the night's opening match as the machine brian cage defended against will hobbs in a battle of big men and you've always heard me whenever i talk about will hobbs and brian cage i describe them as huge human beings <laughs> that as they like are booked by vince mcmahon right you, oh, <laughs> i didn't even think about it. i didn't even think about that but you're so right <laughs> and, and um i have to get a picture and we'll, we'll show it uh, maybe i'll get that for next week i actually had the pleasure of meeting brian cage and i have a picture next to him and his bicep is the size of like my upper body like I was gonna say, i'll get it off your facebook but you got rid of that yeah, I got rid of that. I, I got to find the picture somewhere, but we'll, I'll, I'll find it so you can see a size comparison as to myself compared to Brian Cage. He's a colossal human being. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the competitors waste a little time throwing haymakers and uh, seeking the early upper hand. Hobbs flattened Cage with a crossbody for two and slugged away uh, at him in the corner. The machine turned the tide in, the, in his favor, executing a picture-perfect standing moonsault and working a headlock. Hobbs fought his way out fired off consecutive clotheslines and followed with a shoulder block takedown. A power slam followed a near fall, and moments later, Hobbs uncorked a German suplex. Uh, A mid-ring collision brought both men to their backs. 
They exchanged rights and lefts before Hobbs delivered his last will and testament spine uh, buster for a frustrating two count. Cage recovered and picked up the win in the end. After the match, Taz rose from the commentary table and issued an ultimatum to Hobbs, telling him to join Team Taz or endure the beating of a lifetime at the hands of Cage and Ricky Starks. Obviously, this triggered who has been in this storyline all throughout Darby Allen to come in and make the save. He cleared the ring of the heels uh, and Taz issued further threats to both Hobbs and Darby Allen. Tyler, I would say this was a great way to start the show. Awesome kickoff, man. This was the first time the FTW championship had been defended since Taz won it back in 1998. Um, this is Taz's title. It's one. It's not a title that's held to any specific show. Um, it can be fought, uh, you know, fought for in multiple different companies. Um, so incredible. I, I was, if you remember, Noah, a few episodes back was bitching about the fact that they have a title on someone's shoulder, but he's not defending it. Um, and they looks like they finally listened uh, to to me on this one. They've been listening to across them because it seems they listen to us a lot uh, on this show. And uh, yeah, I am very happy with the way this turned out. Um, I'm a big fan of Will Hobbs. Um, I don't understand the hate for him on all social media. People say mm. like, oh, he's a no name. He's, uh, you know, someone who doesn't deserve to have this title push. Um, I completely disagree. That's what this is all about. People are, you know, that's the thing about wrestling fans is we can sometimes be a little fickle. We get annoyed that they're pushing the guys from WWE and then we get annoyed that they're pushing new guys. Um, so you, you, we we got to make up our minds here, people. Um, hopefully we can see more of Will Hobbs and I would like to see him get a title push soon. Maybe be the one who plucks that FTW championship off the shoulder of Brian Cage. For sure. I mean, I could totally see it one day. They're definitely having a, a big storyline going on right now. They're two colossal men and they're definitely a, an even match to say the least. Like Hobbs was not taking any prisoners. You know, he was going all out and he's definitely a person that you could see beating Cage down the road. So I'd agree. That was a good, good take. Tyler. I like that. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, that would lead us into our next bout of action here where we saw the AW Tag Team Championship match. Uh, the Hybrid 2 versus FTR. Tyler. Oh, that's please. not the right. No, that's not the right. What are we doing? Oh my God! There we. Go. There you go. There you go. There. <laughs> Sorry, I saw FTR and was like, "That's definitely it." <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Tyler, want to take this one for us, please? Sure. You know, I I wasn't as much into this match, but definitely I can I can kick us off. Um, so it looks like Hybrid Two have been chosen for their brush with greatness uh, by FTR. They seem to be choosing opponents who they think they have a good chance against. Um, Hardwood and Wheeler seized control of the bout as they went into an early commercial break um, with working Evans' knee and working him over in their corner of the ring. Uh, Evans delivered an enziguri, but Hardwood brought him back into uh, onto the mat and Evans eventually created enough separation to get Angelico into that match. The submission specialist took to took flight, took the fight rather, excuse me. I can't read today uh, <laughs> to his opponents, applying stereo submissions to them. The, the action broke down and the commentary team suggested that the tag championships had uh, champions had under underestimated their challengers, which I think is going to ultimately be the downfall of FTR. If they keep doing this brush with greatness, they're going to give people these tag team championship matches and they're going to lose to someone who they least expect losing to. Mm. Um, so I think that's going to keep happening. 
Um, so ultimately, FTR took to the skies to pick up the win, as Jim Ross suggested the finish was a dig at the Bucks. They absolutely mocked the Bucks to finish this match. <laughs> they honestly, as cool as it was to see guys like TH2 get this title match, come on. There was not a absolute not a chance in hell that these guys were gonna gonna pull the win out here. Um, after the match, the Bucks were shown backstage just before they blasted the cameraman with a double super kick. From there, the best friends made their way to the ring and confronted FTR. Trent labeled himself and Chuck Taylor backyard comedy wrestlers before calling Hardwood and Wheeler weenies while sporting weenie shirts with the mm -hmm. champions' faces on them. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely buying those shirts. Uh, Taylor revealed <laughs> that they will challenge for the tag titles next week before a brief scuffle led to the best friends holding the tag titles high above their head. That mm. is the match I'm looking forward to and the match that I mistakenly put up on the screen um, that Tony Khan had approved for them as they were walking through the curtain. Yes. Um, was this match all that great? No. Was mm -hmm. it all right for a uh, Wednesday night episode? Sure. Absolutely. Um, you're not going to expect pay-per-view caliber every night, but um, I... I don't want FTR to lose the titles so quick. And the best friends seem like they are ready and raring to go to take those titles off of FTR. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I have to agree. They seem like they're definitely in a position where they could do it. Uh, Dylan Bracha, absolutely. The uh, FTR fighting champions. You said it there, sir. I mean, they're just going out there. This brush with greatness is one thing where they're keeping them under 20 minutes. However, they're still putting their championships on the line every night. So very well put. Uh, they are definitely out there. They're doing their best. They're the FTR. They're elite tag team. Uh, mm -hmm. And like you said, this match wasn't amazing. It was very good. Uh, would I see it? Would I like watch it again? Absolutely. You know, an FTR definitely elite people. So they're, they're going to go out there. They could have a good match with anybody. TH2 needs a little bit of, of cleaning and tag work. Mm -hmm. I know they've been tagging for a long time, but I think they will eventually be tag team champions down the road within the next two or three years. Two or three years, I feel like would be soon, but I could definitely see them definitely getting gold. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. That'll take us into another match for more gold. It just seems like honestly, there were a lot of championship matches this evening. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, they did. Gosh. <laughs> and uh, this match here could have main evented any pay per view on any show anywhere in the world mm -hmm. where we saw a dog collar match for the TNT championship with my boy, the American Nightmare Cody versus the exalted one, Mr. Brody Lee. Oh boy. Oh boy, was this a match? Yeah, that is the best uh, description. Is oh boy, mm. because every moment I was like, oh god, oh god, don't hurt him, don't hurt him, <laughs> don't hurt him, please. Oh god, that's not that's gonna hurt. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's dive into this one. Driven by the determination to put his most crushing defeat behind him, Cody entered an ultra dangerous, ultra violent dog collar match in an attempt to brutalize Mister Brody Lee and win back his TNT championship. Lee, on the other hand, sought to make it 2-0 against the Crown Prince of AEW uh, and continue the Dark Order's reign of dominance in the recent weeks. John Silver and Anna Jay would join Lee at ringside while Brandi Rhodes would accompany her husband, Cody. A quick shot to the face of Silver by Cody with the steel chain connecting uh, him to his opponent uh, left him bloodied. Silver can I say again. I loved that moment? Because mm. that proved just how dangerous that these chains are going to be in this match. Oh, yeah. And it happened right off the bat. Absolutely. I mean, and then it's a good way to put it. I mean, it was just kind of perfect. Everyone's going to be like, oh, boy. Yes. Oh, gosh, those are real. <laughs> you know, like, this is not going to be fun for Cody yep. or Brody, at least. Um, Silver again took a shot outside the ring. But this time, Lee capitalized using the chain to clothesline Cody in the ring. 
uh, busted open himself, Cody found himself at the mercy of the relentless Lee. Using a chain to dish out a low blow, followed by a Russian leg sweep, the challenger momentarily turned the tide in his favor. On the arena floor, Lee used the chain to ragdoll Cody and then set up the timekeeper table, looking like he was going to put him through it. Evil intentions clearly on Lee's mind. Before he could use it, Cody dropped him heading into the break. The American Nightmare delivered a, a package pile driver off the ring apron and through the table, busting Lee open. Clearly a bloody contest here, as we're used to seeing, honestly, with the big Cody matches. Cody wiped Lee, I'm oh, sorry, whipped Lee with the chain and then pounded away at the face of the champion. In response, Lee attempted to hang his opponent over the top rope. Cody fought through it and walked right into a sidewalk slam for the two count. Lee threw a chair at Arn Anderson, who destroyed uh, an interfering Alex Reynolds with a spine buster, only to suffer a chain shot uh, to the midsection. Cody delivered a moonsault for two. He followed with a crossroads, but a fired-up Lee kicked out at one, shaking his head in defiance of his opponent. Ultimately, Dude, this was like the Brock Lesnar and Undertaker moment, mm, they like where they were laughing at each yes. other. I was like, I'm sorry, what? I could not believe the uh, no sell is not the right word. The the disrespect mm. of that, just kicking out like not a chance, kid. You gotta you gotta try harder than that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there was just a moment. Those moments in wrestling are what you remember, you know, mm -hmm. of like that of them bloodied and battered on the ground. You look like Cody's going to put him away. And then uh, Brody Lee's like, nah, brah. What a match is correct. That's, you couldn't have said it any better. Uh, ultimately, that defiance would fuel him only so far as Cody delivered a vicious crossroads for the pinfall victory, thus getting back his TNT championship. The Dark Order stood in disbelief before assisting their broken leader, um, while Arn Anderson, Brandy, and Dustin Rhodes joined the victor, Cody, in the ring. An emotional Cody vowed to stick with the fans and then issued a challenge for a TNT Championship match on next week's show. And it was immediately accepted by none other than Orange freaking Cassidy. <laughs> Ladies and gents. It, the, the action doesn't stop. I mean, just when you think AEW did all that you were thinking they were going to do in a match like that, they just say, oh, let's have this match next week now. Like, Cody's just like, let's do it. I just almost died like eight I, times. The moment was so incredible. His music <laughs> hits. He comes out to the ramp. Cody turns and looks at him. He gives the half-cocked thumb. And then Cody turns to him and just gives him the full-on thumbs up. You're on. See you next week on the anniversary show of Dynamite. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, and you, you know, you couldn't beat it. That's that's wrestling. That's yeah. wrestling. You five know, star you, match. Oh, absolutely, five star match all the way. Definitely boosted this evening's rating that we'll give at the end of the show. Um, and Orange Cassidy coming out there, honestly, setting up next week. It just keeps the ball rolling for Cody. I mean, he's just it's awesome. This leads me to the question, though. So they're one, they're one and one now. Mm -hmm. All right. I mean. We're gonna have we have to have that grudge match, Tyler. What's a little the, confusing? Sure. But what is the appropriate setting for a grudge match of Cody and Brody Lee? Oh boy, it would have to be we just had I'm no, sorry, just let me one more thing. We just had number two's match with a dog collar match. I mean that that to me is a grudge match. Like you're you're, sure. you're you want to kill your opponent, you want to be done, right? We just that was match number two. I mean, are they gonna have a grudge match and what's the appropriate setting? 
There will be a grudge match. Uh, Cody's going to hold this championship for a bit. I think the only person that takes it off of him um, for this run is probably Mr. Brody Lee. And if Mr. Brody Lee doesn't win that title, um, then we can move on and start talking about more people. Um, but he seems to be the most um, uh, obvious choice to mm. win that title off because they've been so evenly matched. That match was back and forth. And nobody is that evenly matched with Cody. Um, I think the the closest one uh, was when he faced Sonny Kiss. Otherwise, it was it was pretty much a uh, a wash where he was doing push ups and celebrating for the entire match. Um, so I think this ends at a show like All Out, yeah, um, where they have to have a pay per view. You got to pay to watch this show, uh, and I think they will maybe in, enforce their first Hell in a Cell esque match. Um, but that because that would be right here. We are right yeah, here. Same like, wavelength. We, yes. <laughs> for for people who don't uh know Noah and I all that well, we are best friends, been best friends since high school. We have this weird mental wavelength that we get on where I will literally be like, I wonder what Noah's doing. And I'll pick up my phone to text Noah and I'll get a text, hey, you want to come over? Be like, okay, great. What <laughs> what is happening? We are always on the same wavelength, and once again. We prove here Hell in a Cell, or at least something thereof. We probably can't yeah. call it the same thing. Um, maybe we won't use red steel and red lights because that's stupid. Uh, and we'll do <laughs> something that actually looks good. Uh, so uh, AEW, listen in at the next major pay-per-view. Let's see these two inside of a steel cage. Yes, and honestly, I don't. I don't even think next paper like it has to be all out. Like, I, if you're gonna, if they, if they want to build a pay per view to have that show of the year, yeah, the WrestleMania feel. Sure, it's got yeah. that match should be on it. That grudge match of Brody Lee and Cody for the TNT champ, and Cody can get another fuse in the meantime. Like, honestly, if Brody Brody after this loss, I feel like he has to do something similar to Cody and take a take a little bit to kind of let it sink in and get back sure. per se. So that that'll give him time to I guess build up. I mean, all out, mm-hmm. all out just kind of happens far away. So I don't know, you know, how long you're gonna wait for that to happen. Uh, but Cody could definitely have other feuds in the meantime. So yes. you know, we'll, we'll see. Where we it are goes. going to have a series of Brody Lee matches where he absolutely decimates everyone else mm. um, to build mm. him back up to someone who we could believe will beat Cody. Um, and I'm excited for that build. Absolutely, absolutely. And from that match, obviously, we spent a little bit of time on that. It was a it was a great one. I mean, I could have main event at any show, as we said. Let's dive into some women's action with Big Soul versus Serena Deeb. Tyler, I'm gonna take a take this one for us. Oh, sure, great, thanks. Leave me with the fun one. Uh, the number two contender for the AEW Women's Championship, Big Swole, battled veteran competitor Serena Deeb in singles action. Now, Noah, quick question: Do you remember? Serena for when she was in WWE she's a she wasn't around very long but do you remember her character no I honestly don't she was the part of the straight edge society oh that's right she had a bolt <laughs> that's why I couldn't that's why I couldn't do it she's got hair now yeah she has hair now uh, yep and this is I got that from uh Twitter actually I was actually surprised as well um, but yes, it was uh, good to see her back in the ring. And they kept saying veteran, veteran, veteran. I'm like a veteran. I don't, I don't know her. Give me, give me some background. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't go any deeper. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, so it was a competitive start that gave way to a neck breaker between the ropes for Deeb, who gained the upper hand heading into the commercial timeout. She expertly picked up Swole, picked Swole apart and applied an octopus submission where you just pull on every limb at the exact same time. 
looking to force a tap out. Back from the uh, the break, Deeb and Swole smacked foreheads, allowing the latter, being Swole, uh, to regroup and find her footing again. A big headbutt to the heart, which is... Uh, I hate... It's another move that I don't <laughs> love. Um, put Deeb down for a count of two. Swole fought out of a pile driver attempt and delivered a big uppercut, followed with a rolling elbow for the pinball victory. That rolling elbow, though, was very good. Hmm. Um, I hate these... I, I'm going to sound like uh, a casual fan because I'm saying it just doesn't look realistic. If mm -hmm. you had butter in the chin or had butter in her face. All right, great. You're not massive. I don't believe that your headbutt to someone's chest is that abrasive. Um, so it's an, just like the orange punch, as good as it can look. Leave and the orange sound, punch alone. I will never leave it alone until he loses it uh -oh. uh, or or puts on some muscle mass so that it's slightly believable. How dare you? Do, who, who would you rather be Superman punched by, Orange Cassidy or Roman Reigns? Well, Orange Cassidy's will hurt. Roman Reigns might kill you. So Exactly. So there, well, <laughs> like to say, which one would I feel less pain? Roman Reigns. See, Listen, you go. I will. Damn you. <laughs> I was like, you literally put my brain on. Wait, what? What did he just say? How dare you? <laughs> that was quick too. I, that was on the spot too. I didn't even know you were. Well, ask well I wouldn't feel it. So See? that was that was some sort of mm, reverse psychology, right? Big there. brain, big brain. You know what though? Um, I think Swole needed this win. This was mm -hmm. a big win for her, putting over. You know, I hope Serena might be one of those wrestlers who comes in to put over these talents because she's well known amongst women's wrestlers and and you know intense wrestling fans. Because I think it's going to be setting up a match that's coming very soon with this woman. Mm, let's go. These two and gentlemen are going to fight for a number one contenders championship, uh, or. We just get Big Swole wiping Hikaru Shida first, which sets up a match with this woman, Dr. Britt Baker, who mm. won't, I don't think will beat Big Swole the first time, but ultimately the belt needs to be around the waist of this woman who is the face of the women's division. I don't love her. I don't love her, but Tyler, she's where, did, where did this come from? Listen, I, mean, I, I'm a real right. You're right. I agree with you. Like face of the women's division should be a W champion all, all day. Right. I mean, I've been saying this for weeks. Right. What's wrong? Where I've always said from? I don't like her. I don't like her I, I, just as much as I don't like Seth Rollins. You know, Seth Rollins is is he's a great wrestler. I, you're uh, you're basing it all strictly off of wrestling. You're basing yeah. it like I should love them and okay, their fine, character fine, work. Fine. I hate the character work. The character work is crap. This dentist. I know she's a real dentist, but it's a stupid gimmick and she should drop it. And it's not good. She is an incredible wrestler. Incredible is a big word she's a good wrestler and she's entertaining <laughs> and she puts on a show every time she's out there um and if she trains with adam cole a little bit more maybe she can get a little bit better baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um so yes dr Britt baker as much as i may not love your character work you're obviously the chosen one in aew right now along with big swole and i think that match is coming very soon uh, following this match that was set up for the anniversary show, which mm. is Big Swole versus Hikaru Shida. Oh, yes. um, this is it for Shida. She's had a very lackluster win. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I know. Well, I know we'll get there, but I'm just saying, leading, <laughs> that's that's the point I'm trying to make. I know we'll get there, but she's going to lose. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
Wonderful. Uh, that will lead us into our main event for the evening, where we saw. Ooh, look at that! There you go, Dylan, with the big word. What there. I said, Dylan. <laughs> oh, God. Dylan, you know you know Tyler well enough that you're not going to sway sway the opinion right now. So, Dylan, Dylan, I'd love to fight with you. I'm just going to throw this out here right now. Next week anniversary show, you're on. You let us know. We'd love to have you on the Cross and Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Yes, Dylan, join us. We'll 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 we talk, cover the action that'll take place on Wednesday. We'd love to have you. And that's what can happen, folks, if you join us for the Cross and Wrestling Entertainment Podcast live uh, and join us in the comment section. We might just say, hey, come join us. Last week we saw Kyle. Next week we might see Dylan, depending that's on right. whose schedules can line up there. And with that being said, let's dive into that main event where we saw the 30-year vet Chris Jericho and all his glory and his buddy there, Jake Hager versus Dr. Luther and Sir Pentico. Chaos Project. Yes, Chaos going by the name of Chaos Project. That is a really nice tag team name. Like both of these teams have names that could be like indie bands. The Inner Circle (laughs) and the Chaos Project and the Battle of the Bands. Fair enough. (laughs) There you go. Honestly, I mean, Jericho, we know which which one would win, to be honest. I mean, Inner inner Circle has Jericho, but they should just just drop the whole wrestling thing and they should just have like a, a, you you said, a Battle of the Bands, you know, and this Chaos Project has to get together a few people. You just have Inner Circle, yeah, like give Sammy Guevara a guitar, Jake Hager a drum set, Jericho can sing. I mean, and you know, forgive my ignorance, but going into this match, I did not know how long Luther had been in this business. Not a Mm. single clue. Um, But apparently he used to be like Dr. Luther. That was his original gimmick back Mm -hmm. way back when, because they kept saying, which I didn't realize why this match was happening, but it makes makes way more sense now because these two fought 30 years ago, Chris Jericho and Luther. So this was a setup 30 years in the making. Damn. Yeah, crazy. Luke, I had no idea. <laughs> and Jericho literally couldn't be any higher. Like, oh, right. Imagine being Luther. Like, you fought that guy back when. And now you're still mm-hmm. riding the C card, and this guy has been the the first ever unified champion of the most major wrestling. Uh, anyways, uh, this match. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luther. Oh, I'll stop right. picking on you. Yeah, let's dive into the action here. As the main event of this very special celebration, Trish Jericho's 30 years in professional wrestling saw Le Champion take a team with Jake Hager to battle Serpentico and a man the demo god spent years teaming with and opposing in Japan as Dr. Luther. Jericho delivered a lion salt to Luther during a, the commercial break. Serpentico downed Hager, um, but ate a standing vertical suplex. As action spilled to the floor, as it usually does in wrestling, because why not? Luther <laughs> delivered <laughs> Luther delivered a, um, a somersault. Uh, senton that wiped the inner circle out at ringside because obviously they were there cheering on their man chris jericho back inside luther delivered a knee from the top rope for two he stumbled a bit before coming off the rope and diving driving jericho's head into the mat luther held on to jericho allowing serpentico to come off the top rope with a um, meteora there it is luther used the baseball bat to stun Jericho, but Le Champion answered with the Judas effect for the victory. After the match, chance of Jericho rained down from the stands. He thanked the fans before, uh-oh, MJF <gasps> insincerely, rudely interrupted the proceedings. He produced Clownico, Le Clown, <laughs> rude, rude, <laughs> who held another gift 
as we probably as you may remember last week mjf gave jackets to the inner circle this gift was a photo of mjf himself oh what a nice gift huh yeah i thought it what a, what a nice oh you know mjf is just the nicest guy in in aw like so thoughtful and just look how happy he made chris <laughs> look at he's so it happy did. If I were a fool, I'd have believed Jericho was happy to receive that as well. As you can look at the look on Hager's face, though, could you just look at honestly? That was beautiful face work by Hager. <laughs> if Come you see on. in the back there, he's got that look of just what the actual hell is happening. <laughs> um, honestly, that that face is is did not get enough clout. Like that's meme worthy right there. Um, the demo god would immediately break it over the clown's face and destroyed him with the Judas effect. He teased Ascension with MJF before laughing it off and ending the show, complete with credits attributing everything to Chris Jericho. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> that that Chris moment Chris there, Jericho, dude. Writer Chris Jericho. Yep. <laughs> that, that's like pure Jericho. Like that's that's so whoever's idea that was job well freaking done. And they like celebrated that. with a little bit of the bubbly, brought and, out and, by none other than Dr. Britt Baker. Hell yes. I mean, you obviously got to celebrate with the bubbly when you're Chris Frick and Jericho. Uh, <laughs> overall, once again, at a little bit of the bubbly.com, anyways. <laughs> oh, geez. Here we go. <laughs> that, that was not, we were not told to do that, by not the way. Sponsored. No. Um, anywho, great show. Uh, the ending was good. The funny there with the credits, obviously, because all this celebration, it's always fun to see the ring full of superstars, full of wrestlers. So, Tyler, we always do this at the end as the marquee wrestling fans we are. Give me your overview of this show and what you would rate it out of five. This is a great, great show. This was like uh, Monday Night Raw in its prime. Um, everything had good pace, good movement, except, honestly, the the finale. Um, Chris Jericho's mm -hmm. match was a little bit botchy, which is fine. It happens. These guys don't wrestle each other a lot. Um, so it, it happens. Every other match, though, was really, really, really well done. Um, so I'm happy to see uh, this go the way it did. I will give it four stars. Yeah, uh, I'd have to agree. It was a really good show. I like your analogy of comparing it to Monday Night Raw and its prime. It definitely had that type of feel. These guys were going out there and girls doing an amazing job. Uh, you love watching the action. You love seeing the storylines and seeing. There you go. Thank you. You Right when I was going to say it, same wavelength again. Chris <laughs> freaking Jericho showing us what it is to be on top of your career. Really amazing to see. I'd give this show honestly. I go a little higher. I'd maybe go like a four, four point three around okay. here. Maybe even four and a half. I really like the generous. I really like the dog color match. That really put it over for me. To be completely honest, uh, and that leads us into our preview of next week. And I know a lot of us may have missed from our screen seeing our AEW champion John Moxley. Well, he is back for the anniversary show. Uh, next week of AEW Dynamite, where we see John Moxley finally get to defend the AEW World Championship against Lance Archer, who won the Battle Royale uh, back at the last pay-per-view. So he finally gets his championship opportunity there. He will be accompanied by Jake the Snake Roberts. Tyler, who do you have? Oh, man. <laughs> the hardest, hardest decision I've had to make against Mox, or with Mox involved, I mean. Um because I've been so heavily in his corner and coming to this, I was honestly hoping you'd go first so I could feed off of you a little bit. Um, oh boy. I, it's, this is a huge, huge, huge show. 
and at least one title is t- it's changing hands because there are four title matches minimum. I am taking Archer. Wow. And a massive upset. I think this sets up a rematch. It keeps Eddie Kingston in the in the picture as saying, you never beat me. I, I need a match against you. Um, it keeps this rivalry moving between the three of them um, rather than Moxley proving. Uh, listen, I beat both of you guys now back to, back of the line. Um, I love this picture. I think it should stick around. Damn. Okay. That's crazy, but I like it. I'm going to go with Moxley because that's easy. Right. Uh, <laughs> in regular Noah fashion, let me take the easy pick. Oh, no, no. I mean, all right, baby. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go with Moxley. I, I don't see them taking it. It makes sense. It match. does. And this match might not even have a finish if you want to keep my, uh, Archer looking strong. Who knows what mm-hmm. could happen, right? True. All right. That'll lead us into our next match here, the Tag Team Championship match that Tyler was itching to get on the screen. The graphic is gorgeous, so I, I could agree, see why you want to get that on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best friends will challenge FTR, who will be accompanied by their buddy Tully Blanchard for the AEW Tag Team titles. Oh, my gosh. Is this going to be a good match? I'm excited to see it. I think you might have tipped your hand, Tyler, as no, to who I was you're going to pick for this one. Well, I didn't get to finish yet. I was saying I think the best friends might be one of the teams that are at the top to, to pick these guys off. Mm. Um and take it and I but I do think it is way yay 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 too soon to get rid of this brush with greatness um movement that they're doing. Um, I think FTR retains, but barely. I think it's going to be a clean match. Maybe maybe Tully gets involved, but I think this will be a clean match. And as FTR is walking to the back, they need a pair of super kicks, setting up the next pay per view between them and the Bucks. Mm, I like it a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that as well. FTR takes these bad boys. I love the young... same though. <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, angle that you just talked about with the possible angle with the young bucks coming in there, as we always like to book the territory. So why not? Let's do it. I'm gonna go with FTR as well. Next up, this match. Ooh, I'm looking forward to this. Actually, we'll get to that last. Sorry, we'll go with uh, Sheeta, who will defend the AW Women's Championship against Big Swole. Uh, again, there's another one you might have tipped your hand. I at. did say at least one title change uh-huh. because I'm certain that Big Swole is winning the title this this coming episode. I would honest if I, I don't know if there's Vegas odds for AEW yet. There probably are. Um, I would put a lot of money on Big Swole winning this match. Mm. All right, uh, Sheeta. Don't get me wrong. Sheeta is an incredible in-ring performer. I don't think she has the character or microphone skills. And uh, it's just Big Swole's time. And it sets up an incredible rivalry with with uh, your favorite. Yes. Favorite. Let's do it. <laughs> You're on board now? <laughs> I am on board with that. However, I'm going to have to pick Sheeta. I don't think she's going to lose, to be completely honest. Really? I'm sorry. I just don't see it. That's wild to me. They've made Big Swole look almost indestructible. Uh, I'll agree. I'll agree. I'm going to have to just, uh, for the sake of disagreeing, go with go with Sheeta. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're welcome. In true trailer fashion. <laughs> that's, me, up, that's me on the uh, hard-hitting wrestling show. There you go. Here I'm a go. realist. Uh, we have uh, Miro and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford. will be in action. We don't know who yet. Tyler, do, do you want to take a guess at who their opponents might be? Or do you think it's um, just gonna not? 
you think they're just gonna go out there and beat whoever it is which i, I i'd say will happen obviously like. they're they're gonna win um yeah. but i i feel like it's gonna be maybe they'll go up against jungle boy and um uh, luchasaurus and Ooh. then somehow marco stunt costs them the match because i don't think they deserve a a dirty uh loss so mm-hmm. um because i i i have I just I would love to see them win the tag team titles, but I think they're going to break up soon because I think uh, Jungle Boy Jack is going to go for a title. Really? That is just my Noah. You can attest to it. I've been predicting really well over the last year, and it just it's one of those ones. I just can feel it coming. Um, And I just think uh, Marco stunt. One of them is going to kick him in the mouth and it's going to cause some sort of rift between the group uh, and that's going to break him up. Okay. Okay. Hot takes uh, from T-Bard. That's a very hot take. That's like molten lava take. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to say uh, I don't see it being Jungle Jurassic Express. Uh, they ha- they lost dirty to, the, to FTR, so it seems like they wanted to keep them looking at least a little strong. Uh, so I can't see them losing this match here. Who they're going to face, I honestly don't know. I mean... Maybe maybe TH2 or something like that. They could go. Could I mean, you know, I mean, we'll see where they go. Um, Dark Order, maybe. Oh, maybe a couple people from the Dark Order. I could see that, too. Maybe that could work. Um, but overall, we're going to get to see these two. Always fun. Always love to see Penelope Ford as well. So can't beat that. Oh, yes. Last up, which this has to be an event, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, no. Mox, Mox main, yeah, Moxie main event. That's right. I think this kicks off the show. For sure, hey, it's a way to what a way to kick off. That's what you want. Start hot it's and hot. Second main event. Hell yeah, start hot and hot. <laughs> you know how we do. Cody with Arn Anderson will defend his TNT title that he just got back from Brody Lee against none other than freshly squeezed OC Orange Cassidy. Boy, I mean, I'm excited for this. I don't care what anybody. Me says. too, but this is an easy pick, right? Yeah, Cody's winning this shit. Yeah, I, Cody Rhodes is just so set oh up. Oh my this gosh, match. I can't. And there's just no way that this face loses oh the belt. Oh my god, one I can't week deal. after winning it back, I cannot deal oh, with oh you. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I meant this face. That is what big mistake. I didn't mean to put Robbie Rotten back on the screen. That was a mistake. I totally didn't preload it there for this moment. That that was a mistake. I apologize. But real quick, there he is and back. Okay, uh, you were saying. Cody will win this match. Okay. <laughs> Tyler. Which honestly, that's, I mean, it's an easy pick. You're right. Maybe, oh, God, yeah. you know, maybe they shock the world. This, this is could right. be. Maybe they shock the world. And maybe, maybe it's like, you know, they could book it as a big upset. And Cassie's just kind of like, I didn't think I was going to win either. You know? Right. Right. In Orange Cassidy fashion. But I mean, no, let's, to, to be real, I, I think Cody will win this easily. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a good match. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, and I'm excited to see who Cody is going to face down the road. It's cool to see him facing all these new opponents in these open challenges that he does. So we'll see where that goes. Next week is shaping up to be great. Dylan says, oh, my, I'd love to, in reference to joining us for next week's episode of Cross Some Wrestling Entertainment. Dylan, we'd love to have you link up with Tyler. We'll see if we can get you some info and get you on the show to talk the anniversary show of AEW Dynamite. With that being said, we'd love to thank you so much for joining us live here, if you did, or on a podcast later on. 
Uh, if you love podcasts, make sure you visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 26 shows on the hashtag CMG Network and the newest show all about ghosts. So if you want to get your spook on in this spooky month of Halloween, make sure you go check that out. If you don't find one you like, which you will, you can start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website to visit, so make sure you check it out and tell your friends all about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG Sports podcast, as well as blogs and videos and latest information. And with that being said, I'm Noah Cross. That was my best friend, Tyler Bard. We will see you next time for more Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Thank you. Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.